And thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, Erotica for Women, episode number 27. I am your host and author of one of the pieces you're going to hear tonight, but that comes a little bit later. First off, let's slide into a slightly alternate universe, something that we can just wet our whistle at, a little bit of intrigue, a little bit of ownership, and a whole lot of mystery going around torture. I bring you an excerpt from Merrick. I ushered the tiny woman ahead, directing her down the hallway and to my room, which was the last one on the left. Turning the handle, I guided her inside and turned on the light so I could finally gaze at her uninterrupted. Spinning her around to face me, she hung her head low so she didn't have to acknowledge her current situation. Pulling my knife from my waistband, I cut the ties from her wrists. As they fell to the ground, I saw her chest expand with a heavy exhale. Little did she realize those ties falling loose meant nothing. Going forward, she was property of the night corruption. She was my prize for all the wrongs her club had committed against ours. She rubbed at her wrists even though I knew the restraints hadn't cut into her flesh or stopped the blood flow, although they did leave a slight red mark on her skin. It was while looking at the faint lines that I had noticed a bruise higher up on her arm, then another, and another. Without warning, I reached for her chin and jerked her head upright so she had no choice but to look at me. A faded yellow contusion covered the right side of her cheekbone. If I had to guess, I would have said someone had clocked her about a week ago, judging from the color of the mark. Something inside me snapped, and before I realized what I was doing, I yanked her shirt up and over her head, tossing it to the ground before she could protest. Her hands instantly covered herself, but because her tits were so large, she spilled over her tiny fingers. I had no idea she had all that hidden underneath the damn shirt. To say I was pleasantly surprised was an understatement. While she did her best to conceal herself from my view, I raked my eyes down the rest of her, stopping when I saw the first scar. It was four inches in length across her lower abdomen, jagged and raised. Then I saw another one, just underneath where her left hand was currently covering her tit. That one was smaller, but just as rough. She was littered with marks, some dark and fresh, while others appeared faint, her body healing itself and discarding the evidence of the obvious abuse. The majority of her torture was on her torso, although there were a few marks on her thighs. As my eyes moved lower, they stopped on those tiny-ass black shorts she wore. Still lower, I took in the remainder of her front. For as small as she was, her legs were long and lean. Her body trembled the longer the silence lingered between us. Making a circular motion with my finger, I silently told her to turn around. She shook her head no. It was subtle, but I saw it. Gripping her shoulders, I forcefully turned her around so her back was facing me, a small gasp falling from her pouty lips and quickly distracting me. Ignoring her disbelief, 
I inspected her further and discovered what looked like two small burn marks on her lower back. Fury coursed through me that someone could do that to a fragile woman. Granted, I had no idea what kind of strength she possessed, but she was a woman nonetheless, no match for the likes of a man. With my hands still resting on her trembling shoulders, I tried my best to calm the anger rising in my throat. I didn't want to scare her any more than she already was. Sully, is it? I asked, sure that it was the odd name I'd heard was attached to the woman standing before me. She nodded once. Who did these things to you? Silence. I tried to remain calm, but the more she chose to ignore my question, the more irate I became. Before I could stop myself, I yelled for her to answer me. Tell me right now who did this to you. I whipped her back around so I could see her. Her lip quivered when her eyes landed on mine. She possessed the darkest brown eyes, the color so rich it was like nothing I'd ever seen. I knew she held back her tears, no doubt internally demanding she not cry in front of the big, bad man who'd stolen her. Her jet-black hair was long, a tangled mess from the night's events. She was a little dirty as well, definitely in need of a shower very soon. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought she was homeless, had suffered bouts of hunger and abuse at the hands of strangers on the street. The longer she stood before me, in all her pitiful beauty, the more she intrigued me. I longed to know her story, but I also knew I had to keep my distance, my inner voice warning me about getting too close. And I hope you enjoyed that. Just a little excerpt of the newest from S. Nelson. Once again, that's called Merrick, and it's already out. It came out in April, and uh, what a fun little excerpt. It's a, little, it's a really good teaser. So you can find S. Nelson just by looking on Google. S. Period Nelson is what she goes by. She's on Goodreads. She's on Facebook, and it would mean a lot if you would just check her out, if you like that little tidbit. Up next, something in the same vein. Dominance, a husband, a wife, in a little piece called The Lord of All He Surveys. Is that my darling wife? Hello? I believe I asked you a question. Oh, I'll tell you what's gotten into me. Realization. Why, yes, darling. I am being pretty serious, aren't I? I think it's pretty easy to say why. But let's just make sure that we're on the same page before I do. I am your husband. And I am not a weak-willed man. In fact, I think it would be quite a stretch to call me a weak man in any aspect, don't you? Why am I talking like this? Don't worry. You'll find that out soon enough. As to my question, I believe you owe it an answer. No. 
No, I'm not a weak man in a way, am I? And yet, I can't help but notice that lately, you're treating me as such. Something less than the man you married. Stop speaking. I have given you chance, after chance, after chance to come forward on your own. You know that, don't you? You know that I have given you everything. And yet, here we are. Did you think I wouldn't find out? Did you think it would never, ever occur to me? The longer hours, the changes to your hair, the sudden working out. Do you really think I am that stupid? So I'm not going to bother with all the details. I'm not going to play any games. Look me in the eyes. Look me in the eyes. I'm going to ask you a simple question. Have you crossed a line that you can't uncross? And before you answer, I want you to realize that lying to me now will be the worst lie you have ever made in your life. You could take the gamble. Maybe I'm bluffing. Maybe I don't have any evidence. Maybe I don't know. But think about it this way. Look at my posture. Look at my eyes. Look at the way I lean forward. Listen to the way that I'm talking to you. This could be your enemy instead of your ally. Food for thought, isn't it? You know, there was a time where if anyone would suggest even the hint that you were not being totally loyal, I would have laughed them off. And now, here we are. It's a very funny thing you get here to this point, to this nexus. And the first thing I did was start blaming myself. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I couldn't. Maybe if I did more. But that's all real stupid. Real silly indeed. Because at the end of the day, you do what you want for you. That's who you are. That's who you've been. That's the woman that I used to love. Oh, does that sting? Past tense. Poor thing. Well, I guess you're learning that your actions have consequences. But really, you're going to learn a lot more than that tonight. You see, I have not exactly felt fulfilled either recently. I have kept my vows, but I've also kept quiet, and I don't feel like being quiet anymore. So we could do the thing where I scream and yell and call you all kinds of pejoratives, and you can just be defensive because who can embrace what you've actually done with a full heart? Stop 
speaking. In case you haven't quite realized what the game is yet, let me tell you directly, you do what I say when I say it. It's not kinky. I'm not going to make you crawl on all fours for me. I'm not going to make you beg. You're going to do what I say. Otherwise, you're going to get hurt. And I mean the real kind of hurt. You're going to feel the pain you inflicted on me. And you're going to feel it for a lot longer than I will. Because, baby, you were everything. Now, bend over my lap. Oh, I still don't think you get it. Look at that last little bit of hesitation in your eyes. I welcome for you with everything I have. And darling, I have more than you do. Now bend over my lap. Good. Lift your skirt up. Do it for me. No fighting. No words. Expose those ass cheeks. Mm. That ass. I still remember the first time I saw it. It's the first thing of you I saw coming from behind. I want it so badly in my hands. Little did I know how utterly worthless it would be in a few years. Just flesh, like any other. Hook your fingers into your threads and pull your panties down. Reveal and offer yourself to me wholly. You're still beautiful, you're still sexy, you're still everything that I want, and if I could go back, I think maybe I might. If there was some point along this thread where I could have changed everything, everything, a part of me still very much wants to, and the other part of me? Well, it wants to fucking beat you. And it wants to fucking beat you. Like this. I should hurt you for making my hand hurt. Now, look up at me. Wheel yourself around. Move so that your knees are in front of my feet. And look up at me. Come on. I could make it hurt a whole lot worse than that. No pouting. 
Do you still love me? Did you ever really? I don't know. I think I'm too angry to find out right now. I think those questions are just the softer part of me just trying to find a way back to you. Believe it or not, I don't want to hurt you. Even as I wrap my hand around your throat, I don't want to hurt you. I just have to. Yes, yes, my beautiful little princess, I am choking you. And both of your hands together can't stop one of mine, so I don't know why you're bothering. I am the king of this castle. I am the lord of all I survey in it. And right now, I'm looking at you. For the time being, you're still mine. For the time being, you still owe me everything, every promise we made together, everything we vowed to do with one another. All of it belongs to me. Can you hear the sorrow in my voice? The hurt? You think I haven't been offered tale before? You think I haven't been shown a woman's door at the end of the evening? I know the temptation. I just don't know why you crossed it. Why I wasn't enough. And I don't think that you can answer it. So open your mouth. Take my flaccid cock into it. And there we are. Very well, if I have to shove your face down, then I will. Because it's a very, very simple calculation for me. You've already left, so I might as well get what I want on the way out. And that means grabbing you by your hair, just forcing you back and forth like some kind of sex toy. I can do that, or you can start to pick up the pace on your own. You see, this isn't really about pleasure. It's not about the orgasm at all. It's about using you on the way out. It's about making you remember that I was once the most powerful creature in your life. But that's okay, because... I know what's going to take that place, and I don't mind it. See, here you are thinking it's going to be another man. Here you are thinking it's going to be the next guy. But you know what's actually going to rule your life for a good long while? Regret. You are going to remember tonight sopping wet between your goddamn legs. And that's just the beginning of it. You're going to remember all the things I did for you. All the support I gave. All the encouragement. And you are going to feel it heavy in your heart. Whatever was new and exciting about him. 
will fade. Whatever was true about us, that's going to remain. And it's going to remain for a very, very long time. Revenge feels a lot better than pity at the moment. Just in case you're wondering why my cock is stirring in your mouth now, why it's growing, why it's surging. Well, there's more and more of me to take. Mm. And am I going to use this excuse? You have no idea. Why am I single? Because my wife fucked another man. <laughs> oh no, I was faithful. I was so hurt. I was blindsided by it. Oh, you think that might open the door to pity, but you'll be amazed at how a stiff upper lip will instead invite it right back to power, to strength, to everything that I'm showing you now. Suck that cock. Like I said, it's not about the orgasm. It's about the control. Here you are, knowing this could very well be the last time you see me. And you're on your knees, my cock in your mouth. Ooh, you're going to miss this so much when it's gone, you're not even going to be able to handle it. Mm. And if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I'm going to miss what a good little cock slut you were. Don't worry. I'll find another two or three to replace you. I'm sure they'll do the job admirably. Mm. You know, as a woman, it's so much easier for you to find sex, but it's so much harder for you to find it worthwhile and interesting. Oh. You know, they say the best revenge is to live well. And after we have divided everything up, I'm going to live like the goddamn king I always was. Even now, I can hear you wishing, wishing that I had been more of this man in the past because you want it so much right now, don't you? Don't you. Don't you. When I'm close, stop sucking. I don't want you to bring me off. In fact, I want to come all over your face and just cover it. Just cover it with my fingers once it's there until it's a nice little mask all over you. And why? Ah, because it's the last mask around me you're ever going to wear. Mm. 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 
Move your head back. Move your fucking head back. You look good like that. Eyes watering. Face covered in my cum. Regret already seeping in. It's the part you were born to play, baby. And to think you were once my cherished wife. Mm, shh. It's okay, baby. No, no, no. Hey, 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 come here. Come here. Sit in my lap. Come on. It's okay. It's all right. It's over. That got intense, didn't it? Mm. Yes, yes, it did. But it's okay. Listen, we knew when we opened this whole thing up that we had to find a way to vent jealousy, and this is mine, okay? It's just a fantasy. I know it's a dark fantasy, but it's just a fantasy, all right? I don't think any less of you. I don't want you going anywhere. I love how you treat me. I do. And I love you very, very much. It's just hard, you know, adjusting other people, other partners. But I'm getting there. I mean it. I'm getting there. I just... Sometimes I look at you and I just need to make you mine. I just need to make you all mine again, even if it's only for a little while, so I'm sorry if that got rough, but you didn't say your safe word, so I had to keep going. You're a real trooper for playing along, not knowing what was going to come down the road. I really respect that. Of course I'll hold you a little bit closer. I'll always hold you a little bit closer. Here, let me stroke your back. Just... Right? With me now, okay? Ready? Good girl. Mm-hmm. I do, I promise. I promise, I promise, I promise. It's just a game. It's a game on top of a game. If it's too rough, we'll make some alterations. But right now, come here. Hey, look at me. Hey, hi there. For now, just know that I'm crazy about you. 
and this is a weird, wild adventure, but it's with you, and I can't think of anybody better to go on a weird, wild adventure with, okay? Okay. So, I got you that bath bomb that you like. It's too expensive that you never get for yourself. And what I want you to do is I want you to take a long, hot bath, throw it on in there, and by the time you're out, I should have the takeaway that you like so much. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear about your day. Okay? Okay. No, of course. Of course I'll hold you for a little bit longer first. Whenever you need. You already gave me what I needed. And I hope you enjoyed that piece, because I very much enjoyed making it. As you can likely tell, I am starting to feel a lot better, and also just the ability to breathe and <laughs> uh, talk with emotion and uh, certain afflictions for three or four minutes straight without issue. It's real nice. So thank you to everybody who said such nice things and was so patient with me getting better. And now, a rather sad note. I very, very, very much wanted to answer questions. However, as of recording this, Vakaru is not allowing me to check what has been uploaded and submitted to me. Uh, the wheel just spins and spins and spins, and we don't have enough questions that aren't submitted on Vakaru to do a full statement. But I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I said, there's no way that I'm just not going to do a little personal touch at the end of an audio twice in a row. That would be pretty silly and also just not me. I like this portion. I look forward to it. It's the easiest portion in the world, right? Because you guys are making the content and I just respond to it. So what I thought I'd do instead is tell you a little story from my childhood that hopefully makes up for not having your questions answered. All the questions are still there. They're saved. They will absolutely be answered next week if I have to record a lot earlier or something. Uh, I'll find a way. This has not happened before, and my apologies, but don't think I'm trying to dodge it. Uh, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just as astounded as you are. So, a little, a little parable from my childhood that helped make the mindset that I have now. So, as a kid, I didn't have a lot of luxury items. Grew up fairly poor. And the one item that I had was my NES. An NES and a really shitty small screen TV with rabbit ears and everything. And God, was it just a haven in an otherwise hectic, scary world. And the first game that overloaded my little childhood mind was Final Fantasy. It was beyond belief, being able to choose your party, being able to make them happen. 
uh, going all these incredible places and doing all these incredible things and being all that's good and light and virtuous about this world. It was pretty astounding. Um, then and now, I still think about this one encounter that I had. Uh, it's a side quest. It's this mild thing. By today's video game standards, it wouldn't mean anything, but you have to find an oasis in the game. And if you do, uh, then you find a robot hidden behind a waterfall, and he gives you the MacGuffin that you need for the next segment. And when I met the robot behind the waterfall, I just, I dropped the controller. I was convulsing. I was like, this is too much. This is so cool. This is so cool. It was so much that I just ran out of the house, got on my shitty, shitty second, maybe third hand bike and rode until I couldn't, until I couldn't ride anymore, which as a kid... <laughs> It's a fair amount of energy spent. So, <laughs> Final Fantasy made this real impression on me. And I can still remember the town layouts of the first town. And the I'm dyslexic and I'm horrible with names. I still remember the villain. I still remember the item that, that grew your kids up to adults. Oh, how cool was that? Boy, I wish I could have fast-forwarded through puberty. I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> so, a couple years later on the uh, SNES, its the NES's predecessor, uh, Final Fantasy II, which turned out to be Final Fantasy IV, but let's not get into that, came out. And it was wonderful. It was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh my god, these games are so amazing. Fast forward a few more years to middle school, and Final Fantasy III is out. And by out, I don't just mean it is available. I mean you can buy it, except it's been sold out. And everywhere I go, it is gone. And there's not a culture of reservations back then. There's not a ton of game stops on every corner. Uh, there was limited pickings, and the pickings were out. People, of course, wanted to play this game very badly, <clears throat> me being one of them. So, I was, of course, distraught, and <laughs> my mom, being the sweetheart that she was, rented a game for me because she knew that it was by the studio called Squaresoft. I probably hadn't shut up about them, period. And so she goes, I got that game. I got the game, the new game from Squaresoft that you were talking about. And, of course, I was enthralled. And then she revealed it, and wouldn't you know it, <gasps> it was not Final Fantasy III. It was Chrono Trigger, and I was so sad. And I was a little shit to her, and she didn't know what she had done wrong. And here's the worst part. I just inserted it and started playing it anyway. And I'm so upset. Because the bad guys, you fight them on the same screen as you're moving at, and everybody knows that in Final Fantasy, you have a different battle screen, and, oh, this timer system is so silly compared to it. Ugh, everything about this. And I shut it off in disappointment. I go to sleep. But I'm bored the next day. It's the weekend. So I start playing it again. 
And before I know it, it's time to take the damn thing back. And I'm halfway through the game, and I've had the most amazing time. And Chrono Trigger is this story of time and the effect that you have on it. And you get to see the past and the future and all the things that change uh, depending on your decisions over and over again. Hopefully constantly making the world a better and better and better place. And then I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to get Chrono Trigger back. I couldn't wait to rent it again. And luckily I could. So I spent the next weekend playing and beating it. And it was the most enthralling experience. And I realized right then and there that your expectations, they simply do not matter. Your expectations are meaningless and possibly even detrimental. But <laughs> the experience you can have when you just let go, when you just embrace what's there and out of your control and that can be a pretty damn good one so i apologize that it's not a question and answer segment but there's a parable there's a story and there's a real life experience and slice of me hope you enjoyed it so what i'm gonna ask of you is especially if you've never sent a question in because if you've sent a question in those last couple of weeks and it hasn't been answered. I get that this is very frustrating for you. But this is especially true for all the shy ones out there, for all the ones who don't really know how you get the courage to say it, who think every other girl's voice sounds nice but their own. Please, please send in a question. Let's let's break the bank next week. Next Thursday, let's have so many questions. Let's make it an extended episode to make up for no questions two weeks in a row. I'd really like that. I like that a lot. Uh, I record questions right before the podcast goes up. It's actually the last thing that I do. And uh, so this is just a weird happenstance. No big deal. We'll fix it next week. Please send in a question. And if you do enjoy the podcast, and if you've listened at this point, you pretty much have to, because my goodness, I spent eight minutes talking about Nintendo games. <laughs> If you like the podcast, it helps me out tremendously if you subscribe or rate me on iTunes. It means a whole, whole lot. It tells them that you like my podcast, and then they tell two friends, and then they tell two friends. And we all know how that goes. Thank you so much for your support. And everything else, you do mean the world to me. I'm not just saying that. Let's let the music go ahead and carry us out. Thank you again to special guest... S. Nelson and the Merrick excerpt saved the podcast from being way too short once again. I am your host and author of one of the pieces that you heard tonight, The Grey Knight, and I thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week ahead of